Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hopes up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't bag out. Good evening, Mains. It's your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. You're listening to Blazing Rye backstage here on Blog Talk Radio. It is Wednesday, November 6, 2013, and me and my co host, Sean Weeks, we're going to take you over the hump. So I'd like to welcome. The Sade to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Jonathan, are you there? I think your phone's on mute, buddy. Oh, boy. Weekymons. Hmm. This is odd. Let me try something here. Weeks. Oh, man. Can you hear me? Hello? Man, are you there, man? I'm there, man. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, thank God. Hey! My baby likes a heck of pancake. Oh, John Weeks, the shot to my batter and why? How are you tonight? I am good, man. How you doing, man? I have to, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Let's get over this wilderness. Get over this hump. Let's help these people of America, of America, get over this, man. I don't think we're supposed to hump the people of America. I think we're supposed to help them get over the hump and through the night. Oh, damn it, man. I was helping a lot of people today, man. I can't tell me that earlier. Were they real people? Wait, you were humping people in the elevator? I was humping people in the elevator. I was humping people outside. I was humping the mailman. You know, it's it's getting crazy out here. You do a lot of things to people outside that you should not do, I think. I think I, I do. I, I'm, I'm very disturbed. You know this. You know how I do. I'm drawing riding over here, you know? <laughs> so uh, I think that it would be an appropriate way to start the show if I recited a dramatic reading of Tom Fogarty's salad tonight as James Earl Jones. Yes, let's do it. Please, let's do it. Yes. At the mark. Okay, here we go. Yes. The salad. Purple kale, baby arugula, cherry tomatoes, (laughs) sliced baby portobellos, silvered celery, capers, (laughs) chopped cornicones, and green olives. (laughs) Stacker slices with shredded barbecue chicken topped with a ranch dressing, three fingers sipping. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I like that very much. That salad sounds like sex on fire. What, what, is, what, what is going in that salad? What, that salad sounds ridiculous. 
You know who doesn't sound, maybe it's just me, but you know who doesn't sound like Sex on Fire to me is Kings of Leon. <laughs> you are just out of line, sir. Out of line. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was I going to tell you? Um, uh, what, what, what did you do uh, over, how was your weekend last weekend? What did you do? My weekend was pretty hectic. I, you know, I uh, received a lot of trick-or-treaters. I gave out some candy to the mines, and uh, I moved. I moved further north, man. I'm like, you know, uh, less than an hour away from the Canadian border, just in case I need to get over there, you know, just, you know, if I get into a little something-something, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, a closer to What's work. What's something-something? So. Are you going to get a, a, a hooker? Yeah, something like that, or or about 20 of them. That's how I do, man. That's how I roll. <laughs> oh, say you're not Justin Bieber, so let's all calm down here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you, so you moved uh, uh, yet again. Uh, you know, I knew that Jesus' wedding and bachelor party were traumatic events, but I didn't realize they would push you out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get as far away from the nightmare as possibly as I could. I mean, you know... You know, I, I, I saw a nightmare of the Foxy. Foxy coming after me of oh, Atlantic City, uh, birds flying overhead. i got to get to the colder climate. That's where the birds ate. You know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> By the way, uh, this Patty, Patty Morales, Jesus' mother, uh, you've expressed your, your fear of her um, politicking online, and I... Uh, I, I accepted her challenge to play a words with friends game on my iPhone and what she does is she'll play a word and then I won't respond for like, I don't know, three days and then she'll send me like twenty reminders that, that I need to that I need to respond to her. And then I'll do it, but then she'll she won't re- respond back. She won't play her turn back until like midnight or one AM. So I'm just picturing her like maniacally sitting in some chair, <laughs> sipping on some sort of bourbon or something, being like, "I'm just getting ready." <laughs> She's like the, the cutest little old lady, but but man, I'm telling you, online and on on, on technology, she's sinister, man. She's Mister Sinister. She's a She's Captain Insano. I'm scared of her. I'm so scared of her. I will not even like try to even incite anything online anymore with her. It's, I know she's watching. She's big. She's big brother, man. Um. So, uh, so you moved last weekend. What else did you do? Is that it? Oh, I moved. My father came up. You know, we hung out a little bit. Uh, oh boy. One of my buddies. You know, it was just like a regular old weekend. Not, nothing too Halloweenish, even though I wanted to, but. Uh, you know, it was, it was good though. It was, it was relaxing. Did you uh, did, did you move in with more stranger roommates? Uh, I think they are stranger here. Yes, they're. Um, well, it's, it's, <laughs> I meant strangers like they're not friends of yours, but they're okay. They're stranger like weirder, I guess too. They are weirder. It's like um, let's just put it this way: this place is like ninety-seven percent white. And <laughs> it's like uh, uh, it's like super white over here. It's uh, it's almost a little too much for me, but uh, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> How many people are you living with? Um, well, I mean, I'm, I got a one bedroom apartment, and I'm in a basically uh, four 
four apartment kind of house thingy. <laughs> okay. That makes it, no it, sense, but all right. There's a lot of methadone labs around here. I guess they make drugs around here. I guess that's a big thing uh, up north. Especially, I guess, the wider the town it gets, it's, there's more methadone. But that's a racist comment. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... so People are weirder up there. Why did you move? Are you closer to work this way? Yeah, exactly. I'm about uh, I eliminated an hour from driving, so each way, so you know, each day I don't have to drive two hours. But uh, you know, it was just, it had to be done because the winter is coming around, and that's gonna be a dangerous commute. So I didn't want to do that, oh. especially in Vermont. Holy fuck! You were commuting two hours back and forth either way before. Yes, I was. Yeah. No wonder you stay at work all the time. There's no way of getting home. That's right. That's right. I was living at work. Now I'm going to have more of a life or lack of a life. Or even, I don't know which, which way. Hopefully I have more of a life. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, the, the winter here is a little scary. I mean, just tonight, the winds are picking up like it's insane. I was going to plan to do the show outside, but then I would have flown away. I would have became a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be in your your big birth outfit taking uh, <laughs> pictures of Jesus or whatever you said you were going to do. Oh, I was going to, yeah, I wanted to go to Quinnipiac and fly down on people and scare the hell out of them. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I'm going to do that for next Halloween. I want to fly. I really want to fly, though. Man, so I guess if you can't beat them, you must become one with them. That's exactly what I want to do. But I want to be a bird that eats other birds. It stops this bird crisis. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, I uh, weeks I had a gynecologist appointment, and uh, when I went, <laughs> I, nah, 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 um, so, nah, nah, so, nah, so, nah, 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 not even though. So yesterday, um, I uh, I went to <clears throat> uh, a urologist. Right now, I, I had I, I had gone to this guy a few years ago. Uh, his name was Dr. Berman. I called, made an appointment with Dr. Berman, and uh, th- they called back and left a message, like an automated message, and they left another real message saying, "Oh, your appointment with Dr. Stein is on, on this day." And I'm like, "All right, well, I guess they switched my doctor." Um, so I go uh, to this appointment yesterday, and. You're not going to believe what happened. No, what happened? Come on, you got to let me know what's going on. Okay. So, you know, I, I went because, well, I had some uh, irritation, you know, and um, and it was due to some uh, misbehavior, let's say, uh, under the influence of alcohol. As you know, I've been trying to, uh, you know, not uh, drink lately, and this was probably the last night that I was really hammered. Um, okay. that uh, I, I engaged in some uh, unsafe misconduct, and then I had some irritation. Now, it was never like a, a burning or whatever, and, I've you know, I've had that before, but mm-hmm. and this was different. So, so I'm at the urologist yesterday. Doctor, I'm waiting forever for him to come in. He finally comes in, and he asks me what the problem is, and I said... Well, I very moronically, and as soon as I said moronically, he starts nodding his head. Have you noticed that with doctors, whenever 
you could describe what happened, they start nodding their head. Is it something that they, especially when you're, like, ashamed of it, is, is it something that they learn in medical school, do you think? I think that's what they, they learn. I think that's part of their protocol there. They're just, I think it's a way of kind of tricking you into thinking that they're receiving your information, even though they're really just kind of, like, dozing off, probably. It's, it's a way of showing you that they're kind of paying attention, but they're not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, that's right. Well, I mean, geez, that's that's kind of a bleak way of looking at it. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice thing. <laughs> and then that handwriting. I think they teach them how to write terribly so that you don't really know what they're writing. You know, they, they could be that writing, oh, they, this guy's a they can't get sued. Yeah, say they <laughs> prescribe you some uh, some some Zithromax, you wind up getting a lorazepam, and you're driving a tractor <laughs> into a ditch at 1 a.m. in Litchfield County. Whereas if you were taking the first thing, it's just an antibiotic. That's exactly right. That happened to me last night. All because of that damn handwriting. <laughs> I'm telling you, that way they can't get sued. Anyway, so Dr. Stein, he's an older uh, gentleman, very uh, uh, Woody Allen-like, I'd say, except uh, way taller. Um, so he, he said, you know, what's the problem? And then I said, well, I very moronically, two weekends ago, he starts nodding his head. I said, uh, you know, what had happened, and um, and then he just nods his head, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, it, it's a common problem, <laughs> and and so I, I was like, yeah, I started nodding my head, so we're both nodding our heads, and then he said, you know, I tell you, I, I got this, uh, I, the, the best clients are married businessmen coming back from Thailand. Those are the best clients that I get. And I had this guy, one of my patients, and he came in. He's married. He just came back from Thailand. He's a businessman. He came back. He had, he had chlamydia. So then I say, you know, you got to use protection. And then the guy comes back a month later. And so I say to the guy, I mean, you got the chlamydia again. It's only been a month. What are you doing? And then the guy says, I know, but Doc, she was so good. So that's just the world. And that's what he said to me, and I was like, I got it all week on the radio. <laughs> See, there's that, there's that Thailand connection. That, that, the land of Somalia, man, you, you don't know what you're going to get over there. It's like lucky charm. <laughs> when he said... Doc, she was so good. What are the odds that that was actually a she? I'd say about zero percent. It's absolutely zero. I think he really meant he was so good, or the Somalia was so good. I, and the doctor just doesn't, doesn't want to go into it. He's probably listening to the show right now, and uh, he, he knows what, we're, what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what's weird about it is usually doctors don't talk about their other patients. It kind of reminded me of... Uh, Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm when he's going to see the therapist and the therapist was like, oh, Larry, you know, this is a problem that reminds me of one of my clients. He played lead guitar for Grand Funk Railroad. And then I'm immediately thinking like, wait, that was Mark Farner. And then the guy's like, well, I mean, his name's Mark Farner. I mean, as well just tell you, you already know he's in Grand Funk, so Mark Farner. And then with uh, – <laughs> Another, he said, he went up to, Larry went up to him at another thing, and he's like, you know, I can't tell you the name of this guy, but he directed Star Wars. And Larry's like, everybody knows George Lucas directed Star Wars. You're going to go around talking about me like this. 
So this doctor yesterday kind of reminded me of that a little when he was talking about this one particular patient of his. Um, but uh, at least he didn't use his name, and uh, and it, what an amazing uh, what an amazing response to my issue. And he was just like, you know, and, uh, and the best the best clients are uh, business married businessmen coming back from Thailand. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, you know he's uh, being cynical, but he's probably right. You know they that that's Thailand, man. That, that's a that's a magical land. I you know you go back, you go over there, you're gonna always get something nice, a little souvenir to bring back uh, home. <laughs> I, I think they're mostly unwanted souvenirs. And then this guy goes and he comes back, you know, a month later with the same problem. I know Doc, but she was just so good. And then you know, you've got to go through the whole thing again a month later. Uh, but as, as Dr. Stein said, that's just the world. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's a comforting statement, guys. You know, I, think it's, the, the, I guess she was that good, to, to, or he was that good, to risk chlamydia, chlamydia for, you know, twice. <laughs> chlamydia? <laughs> I think I call it chlamydia. <laughs> anyway, in case, I really, in case I really freaked out anyone, uh, uh, the, you know, if you know me well, just ask me what's going on. It's probably not as big a deal as, as uh, I just made it seem. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the, you know your girl, uh, Ann Coulter, she said, she, she was talking about Ted Cruz, and she said, this is the Hispanic I like, my favorite Hispanic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such an ignorant statement. I, I, I thought, wasn't he Jewish or something? I don't even know too much about him, but I thought he's I don't know. Jewish. I, or, you know, his father immigrated from Canada, too, right? Or something like that. He's from all over Cuba. the place. Cuba. Cuba. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even know what he is. Oh, you know, uh, I, I think he... I don't know what to say about him. I, I can't really say anything too positive about him. So, uh, you know, I don't think she's right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just want to let you know that's what your homegirl said. So if you have any questions. Oh, my God. She's too much. All she does is sell books, say cynical things about America. She doesn't have, you know, America's best interest on her mind at all. Oh, she's bad. She's terrible. Terrible kid. <laughs> if you uh, have any questions to ask Mr. Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Dr. Jonathan Weeks, the number is 917-388-4131. Uh, just hit the number one to let me know you want to talk and um, also join the chat room. Uh, the only way that you can actively chat in the chat room is if you sign in via Facebook, Twitter, or your Blog Talk Radio account, which is free. And uh, uh, lastly... If you just want to say something on a social media network while we're on the air and we'll give you a shout, uh, just tweet at us at BRBackstage. That's B as in butt, R as in ratchet, backstage on Twitter. Um, okay, so, uh, John Weeks, as you know, uh, my, my friend uh, Mac McAllister came over the weekend from, uh, well, he's Irish, but they came over from London. Ooh. Oh, well, what is he what is he doing? He's supposed to be coming from Ireland. Why is he coming from London? Gross. No, no, no. Well. He lives in he he lives in London now. And just to give some some people the background, now this guy is like one of my BFFs, but I know him because the girl that I was in love with in high school's mother dates his uncle. Okay? So hopefully that's mm -hmm. clear enough. Um and <laughs> on 
uh, Thursday, she, she had, uh, the girl, her mother, uh, Rosemary, she invited me to dinner when, when they all got there on Thursday. So they were all getting there on Thursday, Mac and his family. And uh, I go to the restaurant that uh, we were supposed to meet at. By the way, it, uh, I, both I and uh, my friend Joanna's brother, Steve, we walked by this restaurant like three times before we finally found it. So the Americans couldn't find this place at all, and we live here. Um, and uh, I go to this restaurant, Buco di Pepo, in uh, Times Square, and, uh, and like, I, I walk in. John, I'm about to tell you one of the most bizarre thing that, things that's ever happened in my life, right? Even more bizarre than the what led to the urologist appointment. <laughs> I want to hear this, man. You did. So I, I see Matt through the window uh, and on the second floor there when I took the elevator up, and I'm looking in, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, there he is. So he's sitting there with his family. I walk around. I, like, tap him on the shoulder. Bear in mind, we haven't seen each other in over a year, and before that it was two years. Um, and uh, and uh, we, like, he, like, got up, and we gave each other this big hug. And all of a sudden, about 20 people start applauding. And, <laughs> and I was looking around. Like, you know, as we were hugging, I was kind of looking around like, um, there's somebody, is it a birthday? Did somebody think that I fall asleep for 30 seconds and they sang happy birthday? What's going on? But they were applauding our embrace. Now, isn't that fucking, I mean, it's nice, but isn't it weird? <laughs> that is incredibly bizarre. I, I mean, they must have been totally ready for this. This was the event of their trip. I mean, that's how important this was. And that is bizarre. That is very strange. Oh my god! <laughs> so what do you do? And so do you do a brace or do you bow? I don't know. What, what do you do? Is this a performance now? <laughs> so so then I turned around and I said, uh, "To be or not to be?" You know, no. I I just I turned around and uh, and I, I introduced myself and they. I think initially I kind of just sat down next to him because there was a seat empty next to him and and then I just kind of you know, waved hello to everyone, which in retrospect was a bit rude. I should have gone and introduced myself. Um, but, uh, but they were very nice. And uh, we're sitting there. He didn't really know that I was coming, but he kind of like his, I guess his uncle, uh, Uncle Paul, Paul McAllister, he said something like, uh, oh, and that seat will be for your mate Ryan. And, uh, and, but he just like dropped that on Mac without like, you know, any warning. And he was like, wait, What? Like, you know, he didn't know I was coming. Uh, so he kind of ruined the surprise. But I didn't even know it was supposed to be a surprise to begin with. So um, we're, I'm trying to to do, uh, you know, at this point I'm still trying to stick to the diet and not drink and stuff. So I was drinking the Diet Coke, and uh, I kept on pointing out to Mac I needed a fistful of carbs and a handful of protein and whatnot. And so... You know, we got the, you know, this chicken thing and the nice protein thing. Everyone else was carbo-loading um, and drinking beer and stuff. Uh, and then for the, uh, the the desserts, they ordered, like, the most, the hugest sundae and piece of cheesecake I've ever seen in my life. It was massive. And one of the kids who ordered the sundae is mad skinny and, like, 16 years old, and the sundae was bigger than he was. Uh, so it was funny to watch. And they gave him, like, this gigantic spoon with him. With him too. It was like we were in Willy Wonka's uh, uh, <laughs> chocolate factory. So the weird thing 
that when everyone was eating, they were like, oh, how's the pizza? How's the pasta? How's it? And everyone said, oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Oh, the pasta's lovely. The cheesecake's lovely. The Sunday's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. Now, I don't know about you, but I never really use the word lovely, and definitely not when I'm talking about food. Do you? No, never. I don't think I've ever used the word lovely. Uh, maybe on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, it's lovely outside. But no, never. I've never done that actually. Maybe in my dreams. I don't know. <laughs> in, your, in your dreams, you're from Belfast. That's right. Exactly. I, no, I've never even heard that word even used. Maybe it, uh, I, I read it a lot in poems. About it. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's just an odd word to be talking about, like, like. They're talking about the taste of it, really, and not how it looks, I guess, but it's just a weird, you know, if I think lovely, yeah, I'll think like you about the poems or, 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 or girls or, like, uh, uh, like you, you sh- schmollies, but not food. So, uh, so that was weird. And uh, then we were off to the next place. So we go, this is still Thursday night. We're going off to the next place. They want to grab a drink. So we try to get into a couple different places. And keep in mind, we're with um, uh, Rosemarie and Uncle Paul McAllister, and they're both, you know, uh, adults, and I suppose I am at this point too. But because there were younger people, uh, like Charlie Boy and Mans, because there were two Sams, Man Sam and Girl Sam, um, they wouldn't let us into these places. Uh, so, oh, oh, by the way, I, I totally forgot to mention this at the dinner. Uh, Sam, um, Max's sister, Samantha, she said, she was like looking at me and she goes, I just can't stop looking at him. And I'm like, uh, all right. And she said, <laughs> and she was just like staring at me and it was mad weird. And then like the, Joanne, my friend Joanna's brother, Steve came, he's American. And Steve and I kept on like cracking jokes with each other. I've known him since, as he put it, he was a little shit. And we kept cracking jokes <laughs> and making each other laugh, and it made it like the the uh, the Irish folks there were fascinated by this. I don't think what we were saying was even funny, but they were totally absorbed in our conversation. Uh, and then, like she, the same girl, Samantha, she was just staring at me, and she goes, "You're really beautiful." And I was like, um, "What? Thanks." And she was like, "No, you're like a really because sometimes you don't photograph well." And I'm like. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. and and then she was like, "No, but like Chris, because Max's name is really Chris." She's like, "But Chris said no. You're a really good-looking guy. Now I see it." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess you know everyone who only sees me on Facebook thinks I'm fucking ugly bloke there." She just said, "Lovely, lovely." <laughs> so then we go over to. Um, the, the, the two bars, the bouncers don't let us in, and uh, Rosemary was like, this is my son, it's fine. Um, but, you know, we were there with a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. Uh, so, of course, in New York, they're not going to let them in, which they kept saying was ridiculous because, you know, we, we can buy guns, but we can't, you know, people can't drink. So we, uh, I said, all right, how about this place? We'll go to Bourbon Street on 46th, and Rosemary was like, oh, Bourbon Street, yes, let's go there, let's park it. And I was like, you know, unless they change it into, like, just a bar at night, it's not a restaurant anymore, because as I know it, it's a restaurant and bar. She said, no, it'll be fine. And lo and behold, uh, I was the man with the plan, because they let us right in, and it was fine, and, and, and I, I ordered an O'Doul's. As all these people were drinking beer around me and stuff, I got the O'Doul's, 
it fed my insatiable appetite that night, and it was fine. Um, and uh, you know, I had to assisted my carbs and and you know and, and <laughs> smacked my chicken, and everything was fine. Uh, oh, you sicko! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, that was Thursday night. Um, and, you know, said goodbye to all the, although Mac had this very, uh, potent cough that was just awful, like this barking cough that he never got rid of while he was here. So, uh, you know, that was fucking annoying. Um, but so good to see him. So good to see him. Uh, and, uh, then Friday came around and I don't want to get too into Friday yet, but let's just say that Friday at work all day, people are asking me, what am I doing uh, that night? And I kept telling them, my friend from Ireland's in town. I'm planning on, you know, meeting him and, and hanging out. And uh, Tom Fogarty, who we'll hear from in a minute, uh, he invited us over for dinner. And so, um, and unfortunately, the only way we can communicate is through Facebook, and he's not responding to any of my messages. And I'm like, um, uh, if I have a... Uh, you know, if I don't respond right away, it's just because I got a, what do you call it? Uh, I got a, I got no service at work, so if I don't respond right away, that's why. And whatever, and, I, I, and then I don't get anything back. I message again. Fogarty invited us over for dinner. No good, because Fogarty said come over to Shea Wizards uh, and that he would feed us the uh, uh, chili and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I, I got nothing. So then after work, I was just, you know, I was waiting to, to, to hear from Mac all day. And then after work, I, what I do is first I go over to the happy hour bar uh, where everyone goes on Fridays. And this time, it's like me and a bunch of kids. Uh, thankfully, Ethan was there, so at least he's, yeah. you know, kind of a bit old school at this point. By the way, that's the only time you'll ever hear me say, thankfully, Ethan was there. Ethan was there. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, but, like, the other kids that were there are like, were, like, brand new. Uh, and, yeah, slightly, you know, they, they scare me a bit. They, they just scare me. So um, so I, we go to that bar. It's called Seeds or Phoebe's, and, which is odd because at Syracuse, the, the bar that we would go to after plays and stuff was also called Phoebe's. And this place has, like, the exact same layout, except it's in New York. And the thing is that the, the only difference is really that they spell it without the O in New York. So it's, you know, Phoebe's with an O in Syracuse, Phoebe's without the O here. Um, so hmm. uh, I'm there with the kids, and the kids are getting younger and younger. And, like, um, they're like, this one kid is like, so you're not drinking while your friend from Ireland is here? And I'm like, I know, I know. And uh, then the uh, the bartender, I go up to her and I was like, and she sees me every week, and I was like, can I have a club soda? And she goes, you're not drinking tonight? <laughs> and she goes, you're not drinking tonight? And I was like, um, you know, I just, I don't think so. And she said, why not? And I said, I make really terrible decisions when I drink, you know, wind up talking about Thailand with Dr. Stein in Somalia. And uh, she said, yeah, but we all do. You got to give yourself something every once in a while. Or she said something very enabling. And then um, my colleague Ryan Willoughby came by, and uh, Willoughby was just like, like Holmes, just get a drink. And then he was like, uh, he was drinking his beer, and I said, "Is that a purple haze?" One of my favorite, my favorite beer from when I lived in LA. And he said, 
you know it. And he was like, he kept on like shoving it in my face and shit. Um, so basically what I'm saying is I have terrible friends. But then... Yeah, um, that's like the devil. Don't you want it? Don't you want it? <laughs> Isn't that somebody else? Don't you want it? Isn't that somebody you do? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. The clown, remember? Don't you want it? They all float down here. Don't you want it? <laughs> So I'm, you know, I'm still not hearing from Mac. And meanwhile, I look like a fucking loser to these kids because I'm saying all day I'm hanging out with my Irish friend and he's not even showing the fuck up. So then uh, after the uh, thing, the uh, the uh, the Thebes, I, I, I was like, Fogarty messages me and says, uh, okay, the girls are leaving. So I miss Lulu and, and, and my soulmate Christian. Um, oh. He said the girls are leaving. Uh, we can't wait to eat anymore or something. So I said, go ahead and eat. I'm still coming over, though, if that's all right. He said, yeah, that's fine, and, and you can eat, you know, when you get here. So I said, all right, I got to, uh, what I got to do is uh, walk across the park to get there, and I'll be over. And he said, okay. So then I leave Phoebe's, and I go take a shit at work, and then I leave <laughs> the office, and I walk across the park um, to Shea Fogarty. And um, I don't know if it's just that I'm really used to drinking there, or that it was all free there. But anyway, his wife said, can I get you a beer? And I said, sure. And then the all hell broke loose the rest of the weekend. <laughs> you went into the devil's lair. And you got a beer there. That was the end of it. <laughs> I got evicted? Yes, you got, that was the end of it. You got, that's it. You, you went to the, the lair of temptation, the wizard's lair. <laughs> well, speaking of the wizard, uh, do you know what time it is, John Weeks? Oh my God, the hot mess awards! It is. Oh, the mess, come and get you. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. This is the Tom Fogarty Are you getting this What's really going weird? On, <laughs> Are you getting a weird buzz on your end, or is it just on my end? No weird buzz. No weird buzz. You get, you get, you got, you got a little buzz going. Wow, and you can't even hear it. That's weird. Can't find a better mind. Um, Tom Fogarty, who have you got for us for the for the, Well, first of all, first of all, how are you? Are you all right? I'm okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm a little tired. I'm a little toasted watching the CMAs. A little fuzz. We got a show Are opening you tomorrow it? night, you know, so it's down to crunch time. Ooh. Are, are you are you enjoying the CMA awards? Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to catch that Eric Church. He just sort of uh, rock and roll schooled country. That's pretty damn oh, good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Has, has my man Darius won anything yet? Uh, no, and he's been nominated oh. two or three times so far. He better win. Yeah. Well, I knew I was changing tonight because I had it on in the background, and I knew that things in my life have been changing as soon as I said, I know two out of the five of those nominees at a country show. That's never happened before. But I knew Darius <laughs> oh, and Florida country, Georgia man. Line, and I knew those songs back to the front. Yep. Florida Georgia's now. already won two. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, that's some good crack there. So, yeah. Tom Fogarty, who have you got for us for the Hot Mess Awards? 
Okay, my first one. Bear with me here. One of them yeah. damn Kardashians, the Kylie Jenner one, the 16-year-old. Ooh. <laughs> uh, apparently, she was upset over her new hairdo. So she was bemoaning the fact that she cut all her long black hair off. And oh. she tweeted, referring to herself as bipolar for feeling that way, and it made her sad. Oh. I, I was like, are you kidding me? That's what, that's what bipolar is to you? When there are kids getting their ass kicked and bullied for being bipolar, you know, like, and yeah. she's going to make fun of it? Oh, the life of privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, what a, it's it's a nice paragon to the brilliant job of uh, parenting that Lady Jenner and KKK have done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the good lady Jenna, yes. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Well, look at the lovely today. Lovely. <laughs> it must have been easy. And who's your second hot man? My second one is Celine Dion. In a very good way. She actually sort of stood up for Miley. Oh, yeah. She said this very bizarre thing, but the way she said it has now become sort of like uh, a... a what the hell do you call a GIF? And it's being shown uh-huh. a lot on Twitter and Facebook. And it's just, she said, and you know, it's that weird ass. It's not, you don't know what that accent is of hers. It's not really French. <laughs> it's not French Canadian. It's just Celine Dion, you know. So she mm-hmm. said, so she said, Anna Montana got tired to be Anna Montana. Anna Montana got tired to be Anna Montana. <laughs> Montana got tired to be Anna Montana. Anna Montana got tired to be Anna Montana. I hope the hell you mix it to something. <laughs> you can totally Anna turn Montana that into a tune now, Ryan. Get on that. Anna, Anna Montana got tired to be Anna Montana. Anna Montana came tired to be Anna Montana. Oh man, Celine, go ahead, Celine. And who is your third hot mess star? My third one is Sweet Jesus Michael Fassbender. Have you caught the latest pictures that have surfaced of him? Apparently he was on the set, sort of, you know, in the backwoods of Australia, shooting a weird period western called Slow West. Mm -hmm. And okay. I guess he decided not to make the walk back to the, you know, trailer. He just whipped it out over in the bushes on set. And, of course, there was somebody, like, there with a fucking zoom lens taking a picture of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pissing, pissing in the bushes, and I swear to God, it looks like he's holding a two-year-old's arm who's holding a portobello mushroom. <laughs> Oh, no. He got both hands around it, and you still see stuff. (laughs) It's just like, what? (laughs) Last time I saw a cock like that was when I was banging a lady in Thailand. Oh, shit. Do you want to play ping pong? (laughs) What about shoot a kitten out of your cooch? I know. Got everything but the poster I've been missing. <laughs> oh man, well that is a solid three. Uh, Ain't it though? Week, it is. 
Tom Fogarty, you guys all lubed up, ready to go? Uh, you got oh, it, brother. We're ready for the truck off, man. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's, let's do it, kiddos. Okay, wow. Blockbuster announced today that it is closing all its remaining United States stores. Well, oh. yeah, said 2007. Oh. <laughs> Governor Chris Christie <clears throat> won his New Jersey gubernatorial race yesterday with 60% of the vote. Nobody voted for his opponent. Christie just celebrated by eating the other 40%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how this one goes. All right. Come on, Weeksy. Okay. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure. Retailer Abercrombie and Fitch has, All right. agreed, has agreed to stop discriminating against overweight shoppers by offering more fits and sizes in their new winter line. Fat people everywhere rejoiced, as there's nothing they'd rather do than dress like their skinny friends did in 1997. Oh, uh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> snap. Very good, very good. Continuing with our uh, political theme, Democrat Bill de Blasio has defeated Republican Joe LaHoda. I don't know why that sounds so weird all of a sudden. Uh, to become the next mayor of New York City with 72% of the vote. Uh, it would appear nobody voted for LaHoda. It's just that Governor Christie is still hungry. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, boy. The Change.org petition is challenging Victoria's Secret to make Carmen Carrera of RuPaul's Drag Race the company's first transgendered model. If this happens, I will consider it a personal victory for me and the land of Somalia. (laughs) (laughs) James Franco explains to the Daily Beast the reason he continues to play gay characters is that a lot of the figures that he loves are gay. He said another reason is his insatiable desire to be sucking cock. (laughs) James Franco, party of one. James Franco, party of one. Your dick is ready. (laughs) (laughs) J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, CEO Jamie Demon called on employees to be vigilant about the language they use in emails and instant messages amid new scrutiny of traders' written communications. In response, office workers everywhere said nothing as they rushed back like mad motherfuckers to their desks to delete all their emails. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't never lie. (laughs) Two British co-eds from the University of Chester dressed as the North and South Tower of the World Trade Center for Halloween. Their costumes featured flames, crashing planes, hats resembling smoke clowns, American flags, and tiny models of people dying. They were named Best Dressed in the Club's Halloween Costume Contest. In other news, the two young ladies and the club that rewarded them can go fuck themselves. That's right. Hell yeah. Senator Rand Paul was addressing his recent plagiarism charges when he said, What makes me mad about the whole thing is that I believe there's a difference between errors of omission and errors of intention. He then complained, 
That was the winter of our discontent. <laughs> he said, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico man David Eckert clinched his buttocks when police stopped him for failing to fully stop at a parking lot stop sign. The police then ordered enemas, a colonoscopy, and x-rays for non-existent drugs. Boy, talk about getting ass raped by the popo. (laughs) (laughs) Ian McKellen stripped down to his underwear at a Broadway charity gala. Talk about getting an unwanted peek at Gandalf's wand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate to do this. Leah Michelle's solo album will include a tribute song for Corey Monteith. There's no word, however, yet on who will sing it, as Leah singing it would pretty be, you know, fucking annoying. (laughs) Okay. Okay. TMZ. TMZ has learned from sources close to Amanda Bynes that the actress will be home by Christmas. This will be just in time for the 21st anniversary of her film, A Feel Good Night. Yeah, you say her name again? Amanda Bynes. What? Amanda Bynes? Amanda Bynes? Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. <laughs> okay, y'all, get it straight now. Singer Lord said, Fuck no, he's so gross, when asked if she would collaborate with David Guetta. In response, David Guetta said, Yes. Yes. (laughs) According to two New York City dermatologists, the THC in marijuana could increase your testosterone levels and cause acne. In response, Tom Fogarty exclaimed, Well, get me some clear fill and miss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Miss that ass. Miss that ass. Holla. (laughs) Holla. 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 Yay, baby. Illinois State Representative Sam Yingling <laughs> surprised his longtime partner with a marriage proposal after same-sex marriage passed in Illinois yesterday. Michelle Bachman then cried herself to sleep alone, you know, because her husband loves dick. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Mayor Rob Ford admitted Tuesday that he smoked crack. He said, I wasn't lying. He didn't ask the correct questions. He also said that things may have slipped his mind because he was high on crack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Beebster, poor Justin allegedly kept the party going with 30 girls after his Brazilian brothel visit the other night. Bieber said he's a kid and needs to make mistakes. (laughs) All right. Because when I was a kid... I was hanging out in brothels in Brazil. 
dumbass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, so sorry. Thank you so much, sir, and thank you for the delicious chili and peanut butter pie. Oh, Hell you, yeah, you welcome, boo. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, have a wonderful her. night and break the leg with your show. Thanks, babe. Nighty night. I'm in the buzz mind. I'm the buzz mind. I'm in the buzz mind. I'm in the I'm in the buzz mind. I'm in the by the way, if if we get uh if we get cut off at all uh for from our live feed, uh everyone who's listening, all two of you can relax and just download it on iTunes later because I there's a new system on Block Talk Radio and I don't know how to work it. Um oh, my. So, <laughs> so uh okay, so so what I do the other night is I go over to to Shea Fogarty and, and as I said, his wife misses the Mrs. Fogarty. She uh she offers me a beer. I, I, I accept it and um and so I started drinking and uh, I kept drinking and they had a what was it at first? I don't even oh Lagunita something or other at first and then, then there were these pumpkin beers and I kept going. And Fogarty and uh, uh his well Fogarty made some chili and his wife uh t- took the chili and gave me some chili with chips. Now, John Lee mm. I had in front of me Keep in mind, I'm sitting there next to the wizard, the chef, and I'm, I, I uh, have a one of them little TV uh, tables in front of me with the chili and, and stuff on it. Uh, so I have chili and a spoon and chips, like tortilla chips. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Am I supposed to eat the chili uh, with a spoon, or am I supposed to dip the chips in the chili, or am I supposed to spoon the chili onto the chips? I, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. What would you, you know, do? In that situation, you gotta fist the chili. That's just what you gotta do. <laughs> I gotta what? The chili? You gotta fist the chili. You gotta take a fistful. Fist you gotta take a fistful of chili and put it in your mouth. <laughs> What's the point of those chips? Uh, the chips are just for decoration. You're supposed to get the chips in your hand, and crush them, and then put the chili all over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you put the chips in your hand and crush them, and then you take the other hand and put the chili in your mouth, or you just pour it in your mouth and you have chips in your hand for no reason other than decoration. No, no, you got you take that one hand, take the chips, crush them in your hand so they're in little bits and pieces, put your hand into the chili and then cup it and put it in your mouth. <laughs> What's the point of the spoon then? <laughs> the spoon is just for decoration. It's just style. You throw that out at the end of the meal. <laughs> you should have seen me. I timidly dipped the chips into that chili and ate it that way. Um, so, uh, so Fogarty and I are just sitting there, still waiting for Mac McAllister to text a, or a Facebook message, and nothing. And you know, keep in mind the reason for all this, these issues is because uh, we have cell phones from two different countries, and his didn't work, and you know, America. So um, then uh, I- I'm just kind of hoping the kid's dead so I don't have to kill him when I see him. Uh, so uh, 
and we were at the point when I was getting a bit worried as well, because it's not like him to, you know, disappear all day after he says he's going to uh, message me. Uh, Fogarty and I, we sit there, and he, Fogarty shows me, uh, I don't even know what it was called. It was some <laughs> sort of uh, some sort of TV show. I think it was called, if, if I'm not mistaken, Antiques Hoarders Clean the House of an Extreme Makeover's Sister <laughs> Warehouse or something. <laughs> and we just sat there and watched it, and he was just like, I cry every at the end of every episode of this show. And so, <laughs> you know, of course we had to watch that until the end. I've noticed about Fogarty, if, if you're at Shea Fogarty, he controls the entertainment. You have no say, you know? Yeah. I remember one time I said, oh, I said, we'll, we'll listen to this part of the radio show. You know, I want to show him, like, uh, like 20 <laughs> seconds of the radio show one night, and he just gave me, like, the weirdest look, and I just knew at that moment it wasn't happening. So he controlled the entertainment. We're, we're sitting there, we're watching that. Then in the middle of the show, thank God, you know, we don't have to fucking listen to that shit anymore. He puts on some Miley Cyrus. <laughs> And we, we start listening to her CD because Fogarty's just been banging it, which is appropriate because his name is Bangers. Um, so, and then it turns out Fogarty knows every word of every song on Molly Ray Cyrus' CD. Then um, he takes that out, and then he puts in the new Cher CD. And you said that I sent you the new Cher. Were you uh, referring to the CD, or were you referring to If I Could Turn Back Time Remix? Oh, the, the uh, I Could Turn Back Time Remix. That's the only Cher that I know now. So I, I don't even know this to put out a new album, you know. I don't care. This is I mean, your this, favorite this, artist, Weeks. This is your favorite artist. I know it is. I know it is. But this is the, the pinnacle of her career. That remix was, that, that blew my mind, man. It's, that's it. That's, I don't listen to any other music. Music sucks without share. <laughs> if I could turn back time, remix. If I could turn back time. <laughs> so, so Fogarty, but we put in the new share. And the CD is really good. Like, not even fucking around, man. It's one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Um, and and it's so, so current. Like, it's so, like, you, like anybody, like Britney Spears, whatever, anybody could have put out music that sounds like this. Like, it's, it's so up-to-date, and it's so shared at the same time. And, uh, and then Fogarty starts doing the dance, you know, where you put the I love you sign up with your hand, and then you do it with the other hand, and then you do it twice with the first hand. And you can dance. He pointed out to me, you can dance that way to every single share song, and it's true. So just, if I could turn back down, put my right <laughs> arm up with the I love you sign, left arm, right, right, and then left, right, left, left. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I dance all the time. You have no idea what I'm saying. I want to see Fogarty <laughs> dance. We, we all got to get together sometimes uh, and then just do a dance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the West Village, in the land of Somalia, we'll all dance together. Um, so I still hadn't heard from Mac. I'm sure Fogarty was disappointed that it was just my black ass there and not, not both of ours. Uh, so then Ethan, you know, as I said, I was thankful for him earlier in the night. He starts FaceTiming me at Fogarty. So I, I pick up the FaceTime. Is it called FaceTime or Fuckface? I think it's fuck face. Face fuck. No, face fuck. Face fuck. So I pick up the face fuck, and and I see, you know, Ethan's big dome piece saying, uh, okay, let's we'll all go to karaoke at the watering hole, which is where my friend Erica is a hostess. So Erica hostess at the, the watering hole this karaoke on Friday nights and Thursday nights. So I 
Uh, I leave Fogarty's when we're actually we're in the middle of watching um, Real Time with Bill Maher, which I I did I I wanted to see, uh, but then I I just I had to go because it was getting so late. So I go over to the watering hole. Still hadn't heard from Mac, and um, all I really remember from that point forward is I get up there and sang a few times. Um, but uh, uh, Batman walked in at some point. And Erica was like, you need to videotape this. And the audience uh, basically cheered into happening a duet of, of I've lost that loving feeling between Erica and Batman. And so, uh, you know, Erica sang her, with her beautiful voice. And then Batman was like, that loving feeling. And it was uh, quite an image. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Gone, gone, gone. Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> yes, I think he may have done I think he said that. I think he said, Rachel, I think he did say that. <laughs> hey, man. Um, so that was, uh, that was Friday night. I go home. Still nothing from Mac. I also completely, you know, fucked up the whole sobriety thing on uh, starting with that Shea Wizards. Um, and then Saturday rolled around. I get these Facebook messages in the morning and uh, from Mac, and he says, sorry for the lack of contact, so sorry. Uh, we were at Jersey Gardens all day yesterday. Now, now this, they, they fly from London to New York City, and they spend like 12 hours in a day shopping in New Jersey at an outdoor Oh, store? God. I don't think gross. so. I don't think so. That's I what they did. Think, I don't think that's probably at all. I, I think that's deadly. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, and, and that's and they said the, the Wi-Fi is complete shit and blah, blah. Yeah, right. You could find fucking Wi-Fi somewhere. Damn straight. Come on, who goes to Jersey? You know, they flew, they flew like what? That's like five thousand miles. Oh, who does that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not to mention that a few days later there was a fucking shooting in New Jersey at a mall. That you know, it could have oh, been yeah, them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't. Um. So, uh, John Lee, I'm, uh, I'm getting a warning from the lady that we have a little, uh, a little under ninety seconds left. How are you on Ooh. time tonight? Do you need to go? No, no, I can go. I can keep going. Okay. Um, just let, just, just let, so we're going to lose the live feed in 60 seconds. Again, uh, just download it later on iTunes. It'll be up within like about a half hour of the show, and you can listen to the rest of this insanity. Um, so, uh, John Weeks, this, what happened was uh, um, they were there in Jersey. Uh, all day, and so I just, I I told Mac, all right, I'll meet you, you know, give me a place to meet you, so he said, meet us at the perfect pint, is that what he said? No, 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 he said he would be in touch later in the day or something, and to, oh, but to text Charlie, because he was texting me from his cousin Charles' Facebook, because Charles' Facebook was working. Um, Oh, so, Charles, yeah, Charles, Charlie boy, so, I'm I messaged Charlie Boy and I was like, uh, where, where what are you guys doing? You know, you know where or when you know I should come meet you. 
Um, and he said that he was uh, at this bar called The Perfect Pint. Keep in mind, the kid's 19 years old. Uh, but he was at the, this bar, the, the Perfect Pint, with his dad. He was like, me and dad are watching football here. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but football to, to people from Northern Ireland is nothing like American football. <laughs> they like that soccer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're sitting there watching, you know, uh, uh, bootleg David Beckham score every three hours. Uh, and I, so, so they're, you know, they say come meet us here in about an hour when, when the others join us. So then I'm kind of terrified that I'll get there and it'll just be Charlie Boy and his dad. His dad's name is Paul. Keep wanting to call him Walt. Don't know why. So um, I uh, uh, go into – now, it was so hot out on Saturday in uh, Brooklyn. And so then I get on the train, and I, I get to Manhattan. I, I'm just in a T-shirt and jeans I get to, and, and boat shoes, and I get to Manhattan, and then it's freezing. So I, I, on the way to the perfect world. time, it was, it was, it I was go, so weird now. I don't know what's going on here. Well, yeah, it's all Al Gore's fault, I think. <laughs> Damn it, Al Gore. Inconvenient truth. <laughs> so I go to the uh, Gap and I get a hoodie, right? So I got this hoodie, and then I, I go and I meet them at the perfect pint. Now keep in mind, I'm trying to prepare for my interview with rock legend Tommy James on Monday, so I was, I was carrying this book all around town with me. All around town. <laughs> so... Uh, I meet him at the perfect pint, and I just sit there next to Mac. I don't even, like, announce that I'm there or anything. I just sit down. There's an empty chair next to him. Just sit there. And, and he's like, oh, there you are. And then, like, everyone says hello. And, uh, and then I turn to him, and I'm like, you were a nightmare yesterday. And, and he, was like, he was like, I know, I'm really sorry. That's just, just Wi-Fi is shit in your country. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm sure that he, like, he tried and couldn't find it. But, I mean, it's not that bad. You know, to the point where you don't have it for 12 hours. It's got to be somewhere, Starbucks or something. Yeah, McDonald's or something. Yeah, they all have it for free. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So so we're sitting there at the Perfect Pine, and uh, they um, – uh, some of them want to go up to Macy's. In fact, Uncle Paul, he scheduled like three entire days around his trip to Macy's. Because uh, these, these people, when they come over here, they love shopping because it's cheaper in America to buy uh, just about anything. So, uh, the, so um, Mac's mom, as they're about to go to Macy's, Mac's mom comes up to me and says, will you join us later for tea? And I said, sure. Um, and then she, she walks away and I say, what is tea? Now, I thought that I was joking. Like, I thought they were actually going to be drinking tea, and I thought that I was joking by saying, what is tea? I thought, you know, maybe something uh, the Irish do at 4 o'clock every day. And, and then Max said, tea means dinner. Essentially, it's dinner. And I was like, oh, well, I had no idea about that. Why? Why? And he said, it's just one of the things we do that doesn't make any fucking sense. So, um, Mac, uh, his, part of his family goes to the, the thing, uh, Macy's. Then, a couple of minutes later, Max says he wants to go to Macy's. So, uh, and, and he was like, but Ryan can't be bothered with Macy's. And I said, no, actually, I'm looking for a, a longer uh, a winter coat or whatever. So, I said, it's fine. So, Mac and I go to Macy's. Uh, I lasted about five minutes before I wanted to get the fuck out of there, don't we? <laughs> uh, 
And we go over to the Levi's section, and Mac was trying on all these jackets. I tried on one, looked like shit. He tried on uh, this one, like, tan one, and uh, it looked great. And so he bought that. Um, it took, you know, for, we, I mean, we found it, and then we walked away. We came back. It took forever to find where it was. Uh, so, and then um, when he buys the jacket, the guy goes, uh, the guy goes, where are y'all from? And I said, well, I'm from Northern Ireland, and he's from New York. Wait. And, like, Max just started laughing. And then, the, and then Max says that he wants to go get a MacBook because then uh, some uh, iPad Air or something. And then the guy's like, well, where are you going to go get that? And Max says, oh, it's going to the Apple Store. And then the guy says, yeah, well, you know, if you get in the MacBook, you should go to the Apple Store. And it was, the, like, such a weird fucking unnecessary conversation. It didn't make any sense to even have that conversation. But Mac bought the jacket. Um, we get back to the perfect pint. Now, this bar, it's an Irish bar. You would think that these these guys that come over from Ireland and they would want some, to expose themselves to something uh, American, and, and they spend the entire Saturday at this Irish bar, the Perfect Pint, where the bartenders are Irish, the waitresses are Irish, uh, the food's Irish, everything's Irish. The soccer's on, you know. Um, so uh, we go, we go back to the Perfect Pint. Mac puts on the jacket, shows his family. His sister says, "You look gorgeous in that jacket." He really did. He looked fantastic in that jacket. Um, and he looked very rugged, very American, very fall, very autumn-like. Very looked like he was about to go, you know, chop wood or yeah, some some go very the, uh, go to the go to the uh, shooting range or something. Yeah, yeah, go to the shooting range uh, if he was to shoot uh, golf balls. Maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just, he didn't look that manly. He looked manly, not that manly. <laughs> um, so uh, that was. So we go back to the perfect pint, and oh, actually, yeah, yeah, we go back to the perfect pint. Then these these ladies and 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 uh, lads. Keep in mind, we just came back from Macy's. Then they want to go to Super Dry. You know this story? Ever been in Super Dry? No, what is that? Super Dry? Super what is that? Dry? Like well, Korean it, town? It, it sounds like a Korean store or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference, but I think it's racist. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sorry. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> so we go uh, to the Super Dry in Times Square. Now, walking through Times Square, it, it, it was a nightmare. It was like that time we went to ESPN Zone for Manger's birthday. It was like that. <laughs> that was terrible. So that was, I threw up, I threw up uh, in the bathroom. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. So we go into the Super Dry, and everyone's looking around, and everybody has the same reaction. Oh, it's really fucking expensive in here, huh? It's really expensive. Oh, it's too pricey in here. And I was just looking at like, oh, my God, this sweater's dollars. And, what, you know, and it's like it's not – it shouldn't be that high end. Um, so it's, the store's bullshit, basically. Not, no offense because my friend Eddie manages one of these stores, but it's just it's a load of shit. Um, now, so, so we're in super dry, uh, so nobody gets anything major, some, uh, man, man Sam gets a few hoodies and girl Sam gets the, like a vest or something, um, but for the most part, the consensus was that place was way overpriced and kind of sucked, so then, right. uh, we all go back to, uh, the perfect time, I think I'm forgetting like three hours in the day that I'm missing somewhere, but just don't worry about it. So we you go back to the perfect pint. Do you spend the entire yeah, we go, your, the day there at the perfect pint? That's ridiculous. 
Well, then Mac and I go off to some other Irish bar <laughs> that's a lot like the next bar, and then we go back to the Perfect Pints, and uh, we so Mac and I sit there, and we grab a drink when these uh, the, the rest of the family shows up, and then we go up to our table for uh, dinner, or as they call, tea. So we go up to the tea place, and we order uh, food, and the uh, waitress um, was also from Northern Ireland, and at some point, uh, I think after she gave us the bill, and Uncle Paul, a.k.a. Walter, he, he paid the bill, and uh, he gave her like a, um, I don't know, like a, a, a $50 tip or $70 tip or something, and they were like, Damn. you sure you want to give that <laughs> you sure you want to give that much for a tip? And then he said something like, yeah, well, you know, it, it suit her well, her, her dumbass, or so, so whatever the equivalent is to dumbass. <laughs> he, he said about the waitress, called her like, you know, just a fucking, just a moron, basically. <laughs> and she was, she was lovely, you know? She's, you know, she was very nice, but yeah, she kind of seemed like maybe she was a fucking idiot. Um, but the thing is that uh, also, during that dinner, how's your how's your buffalo chicken? Oh, it's lovely. How's your chicken pot pie? It's lovely. How's your uh, bangers and mash? Lovely, lovely, lovely. How's your steak? How's your chicken? Lovely, 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 lovely. Everything's fucking lovely. Yeah. And not only that, but I had never even heard of peanut butter pie until the night before when Fogarty gave it to me at the dinosaur barbecue rescue, rest, uh, rest, recipe out of Syracuse. But then at this restaurant, they also had peanut butter pie there. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I've never even heard of peanut butter pie. Oh, my God. Tell, Let me tell you, it? it is just as amazing as it sounds, except better. Oh, damn. i got to go. Oh, uh, now i got to get some. i got to go to the Perfect Pies. I'm going to spend my whole life yeah. at the Perfect Pie now. Uh, well, <laughs> you wouldn't be alone. So we, 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 finish, we finish eating at the Perfect Pine, and then Paul, Uncle Paul keeps telling me that he's going to come on my radio show. And... Uh, uh, you know, I have no idea why. The guy is an attorney in, in Belfast. I have no idea why he's going to come on the radio uh, But he keeps on threatening to come on, basically. Then, um, you know, the, the drunker he gets, the more he wants to come on the show. So then I take them all to, um, to Melody Lane's in Brooklyn, uh, which is where uh, we met Pete, the bartender. Remember Brooklyn? Oh, Pete? your boy. Yeah, your boy. <laughs> yes. And so Mac hasn't seen Pete in three years. And, and Pete usually remembers – I was surprised he didn't remember him because he usually remembers people regardless of time lapse. But, um, but we, we, we go there, and I don't know if you've ever um, attempted to travel via subway with about 15 Irish people, but it takes about 20 times as long as it would take if it, they were New Yorkers because – we got in this subway entrance where there was only one machine that took cash, and, you know, everyone uh, is dealing with the cash and currency and not, you know, dealing with the credit cards or whatever, and so everyone's dealing with this one machine because the other machine would have taken credit cards too, but so, so everyone's, you know, go one by one by one by one. Oh, lovely, machine. lovely, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get these, you know, these slips that you, you just rush, you put them through. And then Man Sam tried to, you know, uh, no, it was Charlie, Charlie boy. He uh, he got like five five fifty on his card, and then he wound up spending uh, most of it trying to get through, and he couldn't even get through because they, they can't work <laughs> turnstiles either. Um, I'm not saying that that's the case with all Irish people. I'm just saying that that is the case with my friends. 
Um, so, Sean, it's, it's like, remember Dennis Miller when he said, I'm not saying all uh, gay people are Asian, I'm just saying all Asians are gay. Yeah, it's like that. So, <laughs> so uh, we go <clears throat> to, well, finally we get on the train, and we're headed towards Brooklyn. And then as we're walking up to Melody Lane's, uh, Samantha, Max's sister, points out to me I don't have any socks on. And I said, yeah, of course I'm not going to have socks on with boat shoes. It's a faux pas, Samantha. And everyone, like, laughs. And then she was like, but what about, you know, the bowling shoes? And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. And I didn't know what to do. So then they were saying, oh, maybe you could just run home and get socks. And, I, and so then that's what I was going to do. But then Sam said, maybe there will be a, a vending machine full of socks. And I was like, I don't think so. There's, like, lottery tickets and shit. Anyway, I was panicking about this. I go over around the corner, vending machine full of socks. It was fantastic. <laughs> Except, I didn't have any uh, I didn't have any cash, so I, I, I turned to the fan. I said I only had a 10, and they took singles. And so uh, Paul slash Walter, he, he hooked me up with the five singles I needed, and I said, what, are you going to a strip club later? And uh, nobody laughed. Nobody laughed at that, you know, not his, <laughs> including his wife. So I feel that I entered some territory I was not meant to at that moment. Um, <laughs> so then I go over, I get the socks. Uh, we talked to the the mean, you know, the mean lady up front. Do you remember her? Oh yes, I remember them. Yes, yes. Uh, as Pete says, this is a woman who needs psychiatric help. So we talk to to her. Her name's Marianne, and um. I was like, uh, uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, what to do and how to pay for the thing. And there's like a hundred people swarming her and, and she's being like nasty to everyone. And then this woman walks in and she says, um, excuse me, miss, can I have a word? And then they both scream and Marianne smiles for the first time I've ever seen her smile and they hug each other. And knowing this woman for the past five years now, it was terrifying seeing her happy. <laughs> so terrifying. Um, so, oh, my God. What was that about? I, I guess she really liked this lady, whoever it was. Um, so, so then, uh, I, you know, we start getting our shit together to be able to bowl. Nobody can figure out how to put the names in the thing. That was a catastrophe. Um, and then... Uh, I said, all right, let me, I'll go grab us some drinks. So Paul, Uncle Paul and I walk over to Pete, and Pete looks at me and he says, oh, my friend with the radio show, come here. And he puts his forehead on my forehead. He does this thing where he, you know, he touches foreheads when he greets the people that he likes, which is, I think is so fantastic. Um, and then I was like, these are my friends from Ireland, and he does the forehead thing to Paul as well, uh, Uncle Paul. So then we start bowling, John Weeks. And uh, the girls, I noticed, it's the girls on one lane and the guys on the other lane. I don't know why it was like that. It was fucking sexist. But you know what the girls did? Was they put those fucking bumpers up. And Samantha goes, wait, we're playing with the bumpers up. And then this girl, Neve, was like, shut up, shut up. And they kept the bumpers up the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, us us guys, we didn't have the bumpers up, and and almost everyone was, it was almost like we were aiming for the gutter. It was uh, just, you know, everyone, I mean, like, like uh, Man Sam, the 16-year-old, he was just 
guttering like almost everything, and then uh, the drunker <laughs> Matt guy was in the gutter, and then Uncle Paul kept talking shit, and he was like, "That was rubbish. That was rubbish, Sam. That was rubbish, Chris. That was rubbish, Ryan." Um, but then he would he would throw more in the gutter than anyone, uh, and he kept on like doing this weird like. <laughs> he kept putting, you know, uh, like pointing at people and then pointing at his eyes. You know how people do that with the two in his eyes and then the one in the other person's face. He kept doing that after he would, you know, not hit it, got, knock any pins down. <laughs> like watch, watch this. So then it got to the point where uh, everyone had about like I don't know a score of of forty eight or lower, and then I had a score of ninety five or something. And, oh my uh, god. It, and so for, for me to be, you know, doubly ahead of a group of heterosexual men like that is not a good sign. <laughs> oh, my God. How much do they drink? Do they drink a lot or are they just that terrible? I will just answer that saying that they are Irish. <laughs> okay, that's a dumb, yeah, that was a dumb question on my part, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, we finished, we bowled as much as we could. I think we paid for an hour altogether, so we got cut off in the middle of the second game when people are actually trying, actually starting to do better. So then I, uh, we all go into to the bar where Pete is, and um, a few of us are up talking to Pete and enjoying it, and the rest of them are just sitting at a table, not, you know, not, I don't think they even got introduced to him or anything. Maybe that's my fault, but I think it was, you know, maybe it was more their fault for not being proactive enough. Anyway, it was like me, Mac, um, uh, Walter. Oh, by the way, I was when P- Uncle Paul was bowling. I kept screaming like, "Come on, Walt! Yeah, Walt! Let's go, Walter!" <laughs> um, you know, and he didn't really notice. I don't think. I was like, "All right, Walt," and gave him five and stuff. But he didn't. He never said anything about it. So uh, we go back into Pete's bar, and the thing is that Charlie Boy is 19, right? So Pete asked, "Are you 21?" And the kid said, and this was after he was really enjoying Pete for a while, and the kid said. Yeah, yeah, I'm 23 or something, and uh, his dad attests that, and Pete said, uh, do you have an ID? And he said, no, I left it at the hotel, and Pete said, you can't sit at the bar, and then, uh, he, so the kid walked away, and then Pete, Pete said, I'm, I'm sorry to do that, and he felt really bad about that, but the thing is, he, you know, he has been more vigilant lately, I think there's been a lot of cracking down in New York on that particular thing, so mm-hmm. then we were, Pete said, I'll have him sit back over here, but then Charlie Boy just didn't. Couldn't be bothered. But he was really, as they say, gutted about it because he was really enjoying the conversation with Pete. Um, so uh, we, we, were, we were talking for a while, and, and, you know, I told Pete I was interviewing Tommy James, and he said, Tommy James and the Shondells, and he knew about them and stuff. And so uh, keep in mind, I had this book with me, Tommy James's book. It still had it. And at some point, the, all the Irish folks left. They left, and they went back to uh, uh, Manhattan, and Pete, uh, Pete said, what about you? What are you doing? I said, I'll stick around for a bit. So I stayed at the bar, and, uh, and I was about to leave, and Pete said, don't leave yet, Ron. I'll buy you a drink. And so he bought me. Um, and by the way, I never said, I never reminded him my name was Ryan, so I think, I think we're at that point now, which is nice. Um, although yeah, he, is, nice. he is good with names. He is good with names, as I say. So, uh, uh, so then he buys me a Coors Light, um, and, uh, and then I, and then I, so I drink that, talk to him a bit, and he tells me this whole story I barely remember about Woody Allen and Zero Mastel, uh, or whatever his name was. Is it, what's his name? Zero something. What's his name? I don't know. Zero, I, I have no idea. Zero? Is that, is that Pumpkins, Billy Corkin? <laughs> no, and it's not a character in the Matrix either. So, we, <laughs> um, 
so, so then I was, I was about to leave again, and, uh, and then he says, uh, he says, don't leave yet, Ryan. I'll buy you another drink. And so then oh, Pete, oh he's buying me He's a boy, man. He's a man. Yeah. And, then, and then he turns to this other guy and was like, pointed to me, and he was like, I got him drunk. Well, not drunk. And he like immediately <laughs> caught himself and said, well, not drunk, because he's been very, as I said, very vigilant lately. I don't know if something happened. But um, so he said, well, not drunk. But, but he loved, when he said, ah, I got him drunk, he loved that moment until he, you know, corrected himself. <laughs> um, and then this couple walked in, and they were hollering at Pete. And I said, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I saw you two this morning at the bagel place. You know, so I'm just hammered at this point, especially thanks to Poverty <laughs> and thanks to Pete and everything. I'm just hammered. Then ah, I saw you at the bagel place this morning. Then I strike up a conversation with this other couple, uh, this big, you know, big fat fucks. So I could talk to them for a while. And, 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 and they were drinking the Pete Special. Now, the Pete Special is a concoction that Pete has created of, like, wild turkey, something-something uh, 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 45, a bunch of liquor, and food coloring. And he always asked, what color do you want? And so he wanted, the guy wanted green, the girl wanted purple. And I was like, I was warning them that the night I had a Pete Special, I threw up all over my shoes. And, you know, I do it at your own risk. Because those, I really like those shoes, and I could never wear them again after that. Um, but uh, I, I finally left Pete. Um, but we had this. And, oh, oh! And what was great about it is he, he was like the second time he said stick around and bought me a course. He was like, but stick around, Ryan. This is our night, Ryan. And I loved that. That was amazing. <laughs> you know. See, that's very nice. That's uh, he's your boy, man. It's not like you sounds like your best friend. He loves you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least Pete never deserted me to go to New Jersey for an entire day. Stick around, brother. Stick around. Come on. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So that was uh, Saturday. Now we still have Sunday and Monday. But John Lee, do you have to? You have to go right now. No. That's a little time. I can. I can do another like twenty minutes. That's fine. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Just. Just let me know if you can, and we'll try to get we'll try to get through this last part. So um, that was Saturday, and Sunday, Sunday, John Weeks. I hear I wake up at like 10 a.m. I hear electric guitars blaring. I don't know what the hell's going on. Something's going on outside, and so I I uh, eventually walk outside, and it turns out that oh the, the New York City Marathon is running right along Fourth Avenue, and I'm between Fourth and Fifth. And so I got to go down there, take a little Instagram videos, and, uh, you know, it was because these bands were playing to motivate the runners, and it was, it was very nice. And especially because this year there's a whole added uh, emotional thing to it because of what happened at the Boston Marathon, and it oh, was, yeah. it was uh, very nice to see it, and very emotional to see people out there and giving, giving the runners five and cheering them on and stuff, and, and that was really nice. So it was, I was glad to, to witness that. Um, and then I go... To this uh, this place I usually go to get a, a breakfast on Sundays and Saturdays, the Green Fig Cafe, and get a little work done. And I, I had a, a bagel with vegan butter that morning. Usually the fantastic. It was gross. It was so gross it made me not want to not want to do the rest of the work I had to do and read that book. So then I go home. I fell back asleep, and then I woke up. Uh, and guess where? I, <clears throat> guess where I had to go meet Mac. Oh, no, not the perfect, perfect pint. pint. No, 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 no. <laughs> so he said, let's meet at the perfect pint. It's just like a meeting place. 
So I go there. We're talking. We're standing out there for a while. And then after about 10 minutes, he says, all right, so why don't we go do this? And I was like, wait a minute. You mean we don't have to be here? What are we doing here? I had no idea what we were doing standing there in the freezing cold like that. Um, but he, uh, here's the thing. He messaged me uh, earlier that day before I met him that they weren't going to get dinner with Rosemary anymore. Now, Rosemary is the woman that I know Max through because she dates his uncle. And uh, this woman I've known since high school, since I had a massive crush on her daughter, Joanna, in high school. And uh, I... And and she was nice enough to go and, and make the reservations and everything at this Chinese restaurant on Sunday. And then all of a sudden, Mac and, and all them, the kids, they weren't going to go anymore because they didn't want to. And so I, when I met up with him, I said, you know, I feel like I'm in a really awkward position now because this woman has been very good to me for the last 17 years, and it just seems like kind of like an immature, uh, selfish kind of kind of choice you guys are making by just kind of, you know, ignoring her that she made a reservation and looking right. forward to this and stuff. And then he, he said, yeah, but the thing is, it's not our hol- it's not her holiday, it's our holiday and stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm, I, I don't know about this. And then he said, well, you can, you know, you can go and it's fine if you go. And I said, yeah, but going there without you is like a condoms with holes in them or, or non-alcoholic beer or listening to Van Halen. It's pointless. So... Um, <laughs> He, 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 uh, he, uh, he understood my uh, dilemma. Um, but then, so then what I did was I texted Joanna, and I said, you know, I don't know what to do here because I don't want to screw over your mom, and I don't want to not spend time with Max, so I don't know what to do. And she said, it's fine if you don't go. She, she knows you want to see him. It's fine or whatever. And if the adults are still going, that's fine. But then... One, I think Mac's uh, cousin, Charlie Boy, he said, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, my dad canceled on Rosemary. And so then the adults weren't going either. Um, oh, and, my God. Yeah. Oh, we're so going to go to the fine? Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's some Chinese restaurant on the east side. So I just said, uh, uh, I said, well, now what do I do to Joanna? Because the adults aren't going either. And she said, oh, my mom said dinner's off, so you're fine. So, you know, this whole nightmare of stress for no reason um and then uh so mac is just very like kind of adamantly against sitting down in a restaurant that night and he wanted to go explore the city and he says he's like tells uh, charlie boy and then he's like so do we want to go downtown tonight and charlie was like i think we're gonna do that tomorrow and mac was like do we want to walk the brooklyn bridge tonight and charlie boy said i think we'll do that tomorrow and everything was like the next day so then get what do mac and i wind up doing but going to eat at a restaurant, just like he didn't want to do an hour before. <clears throat> I also, I left my jacket in Charlie Boy's hotel room, because I met him at the hotel. Well, I met him at the perfect time, then we went back to the hotel. Um, but I left my jacket in Charlie Boy's room. Um, and uh, then Mac, like, Mac and I went to his room, and then his... Uh, he ran back to Charlie Boy's room to get his stuff, and I was like, wait, I left my jacket in there. And Max was like, oh, shit, you better run and get him, whatever. And so then I run, and I missed him. My my leather jacket that I've had since high school is stuck in Uncle Walter's uh, uh, room, and I, I couldn't get to it. So uh, so we had to wait. You know, I was famished at that point, too, because the only thing I had was that disgusting bagel 
um, that day. So so hungry. And so they, uh, Walter and his wife, uh, what, uh, uh, maybe Colette, they show up. um, And I get the jacket out of the room. And uh, this jacket proved to be kind of the bane of my existence for the rest of the night. Because then Mac and I leave. And I was like, yeah, we got to get something to eat. I'm fine if, you know, you just want to get a slice and walk or whatever. And he was like, well, sounds like you have your heart set on a restaurant. And I was like, no, not really. Anyway, we start walking on 46th Street towards my favorite restaurant, Vinyl. But on the way, there's this place called Becco. Have you ever heard of Becco on Restaurant Row in New York City? Uh, I thought I've heard of Petco. <laughs> yes, Sorry. we ate the kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. <laughs> I've heard of it. I think it's, a very, it's extremely fancy, right? It's one of those uh, top-notch restaurants. Yeah, well, it's not extremely fancy, but it is uh, It is fancy, and it is, you know, uh, top-notch or whatever. So, And my uncle loves that place. He always takes me there. So I figured, all right, so it's a rare occasion to max in town. It would be worth it to go. We'll have a nice dinner here, even though he was, you know, against eating in a restaurant that night prior to this. So we go <laughs> to Pecco, and um, <laughs> we... Uh, we go, they seat us in the corner, and it's a place where, like, you're all sitting on top of each other, basically, uh, except right. that we had this nice kind of corner spot, and so he was like, oh, it's very romantic. So we, we had a nice, you know, romantic dinner, which is nice. Uh, but when <laughs> after we sat down, the guy, there was a couple next to us. Actually, no, there was a couple, there was, there was a couple behind us, and when I took off my jacket, I slid it down onto the chair. So then this guy interrupts, he says, I like the way you took that jacket off because I was holding the bottle thinking it was going to fall. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I planned it that way. I was planning it around you. And then we sit down, and the guy next to Mac uh, at the table next to us, he, he turns to Mac, he says, were you in Newsies? And Mac goes, huh, what? And the guy goes, Newsies. And Mac is like, huh? And he says, the, the show, were you in the show? And Mac said, oh, no. And he said, oh, I was going to ask for your autograph. Then um, we start eating, and they bring a, a Max veal over, and I, I said something like, "It's you know, oh, cause it's a baby cow, so you get a baby fork." And Max was like, "It's a baby cow," and I was like, "Yeah, you should feel really guilty." And then the girl who's sitting next to him said, "No, you should just enjoy it." And I, I said, "I said congratulations to her because she had one of the medals from running the marathon." And so then the waitress comes up and is like, "This is for you," and she gives her a glass of champagne. So she starts drinking the champagne, and she was just like, but you know what I need is just water, 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 water. So, uh, uh, but that was another nice thing is throughout the hotel and throughout the whole night, everyone's congratulating the runners. So that was nice. Um, and then when we got up and left Becco, uh, the, <laughs> I, I left my jacket there again. So oh, no, no. There. Yeah. And, and so Mac goes, um, Ryan? And I was like, oh, shit. And then the guy who was sitting behind me says, I was just thinking that's going to fit me. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's just talking to each other. It's so fucking weird. They're talking to each other. Um, so that was, uh, that was our night on uh, Saturday, and, I mean Sunday. And then uh, Monday I had the interview with Tommy James. We'll talk about that next time. It was great. And then after that I go and meet Mac and the kids on the Brooklyn Bridge, and it was the first time I walked the Brooklyn Bridge. And, it was great, except for the fact that there seemed to be a huge rift between the girls and the boys, and I was on the guy's side just because I was walking with them, and it seemed like the girls were blaming me for something, too, and to the point where Mac's sister didn't even hug me goodbye. She gave me this huge hug and hello when she met me for the first time. She didn't even, she didn't even say, 
you know, she didn't even hug me goodbye on the way out. It was like the complete antithesis to how we met. It was how we left it. She was just like, it was nice to meet you, and she's walking away to the, to the cab. Um, so that was very awkward. Uh, but then Mac and I hugged each other goodbye uh, like three times after we walked to Brooklyn Bridge, and I took the subway mm-hmm. home. And, uh, and that, was my, um, that was my Mac attack of a weekend there. See, that sounds amazing, actually. You know, it sounded like it was the, you know, going to be a disaster when he didn't show up that time at uh, Fogarty's, but it sounded like you guys spent the entire weekend together. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty nice, you know. That's, uh, that's a really solid friendship right there. That's, uh, you know, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Yeah, how about that? You know, you, you, you figure, well, one day goes by, I don't hear shit from him. That fucking sucks. But then we want to spend the next three days together, so it's all right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. You guys are like family right there. That's that's a beautiful thing. Great kids all in all. I think that's that sounds like the most complete weekend ever. You went fully <laughs> you, you went to the perfect pint about thirty times. Uh, you know, you had you, you ate at Deco, you 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 had the New York marathon, you know, right outside your window. You had Tommy you were preparing for a Tommy James interview the next day. That's an epic weekend. That's that's an incredible weekend right there. I like that. <laughs> You know, the way that you just put it doesn't sound half bad. I I agree. I I think that's that's you couldn't write a better weekend than that. That's pretty amazing. You can make a movie out of that damn thing. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, was the weekend better or was my urologist appointment better? According Ooh. to you. Oh, I think I think the urologist talking about uh, Thailand is pretty amazing. So I I had to go yeah. with the urologist. I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> You know, these are the best clients. He sounded a lot like John DiStefano. <laughs> I was going to say that, actually. That's not Johnny DiStefano. Johnny D right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, John Meeks, uh, what, is, what, what, what do you think the dog that lives by itself, Mousy, is doing right now? Well, I, I was watching the news, and I saw what Mousy was doing. Mousy was in process of creating like this five-star general, you know, you know, steak, everything, you know, uh, five course did there. And, you know, was just about to sit down with, with her friends, with other dogs, and, and, and start eating up. When a cat ran through the house, Mousy just went nuts, you know, ran on the table, broke everything in the house, the kitchen. All the dogs started tearing everything up. The, 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 the pot roast they had in the oven was caught on fire. The house is now on fire. Did you know that? Yeah. I saw that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can feel the flames. <laughs> I can feel the fire. The fire. Oh, Jesus. You didn't start the fire, did you? I don't, it was always burning since the world was turning. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite scene? She's a man with a man with a man. Okay, okay. My favorite scene is she's a bite man, but you're a bite, a bite, a bite, a bite, a bite, a bite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? Who? Who's this? Who? Who's that? About the fights, man. About the fights. What? Huh? <laughs> that sounded just like Fogarty. Actually, pretty scary. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's, it's it's long, but I'll go through it as quickly as I can. It's uh. Okay. Is when Amanda Bynes finds she plays actually in the last film. Of Rocky Balboa, it was amazing. She was she was great. She looked just like Stallone. She talked just like him, and it was amazing. It was like the comeback movie. 
where Amanda Maisonet plays Rocky, and Rocky comes back as this older fighter trying to prove his worth against a younger fighter, and he has this whole speech with his son, who's kind of like disconnected with him, and son is struggling. I, I really enjoyed this film. This is one of my favorite scenes. So the, the so Amanda Maisonet as Rocky gives uh, her son a speech here. All right. You know, you ain't going to believe this, but you used to sit right here. I'd hold you up to say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody I ever knew. And you grew up good, and you grew up wonderful. It was great just watching you every day. It was like a privilege. And the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take to keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out there and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not point a figure saying you ain't where you want to be because of him, her, or anybody. Cowards do that, and that, that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens, you're my son and you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. That's one of my favorite scenes that he's made. And the man of Ben Ben just sees the man and then I'm like, right yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, sir. I feel, I feel like you did when uh, you came into uh, that restaurant and saw Mac and everybody started applauding. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> no, that's lovely. There. That's lovely. No, that, yeah, I was going to say that was a lovely, lovely portrayal of man of Ben as Rock Man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Rocky Balbania, man. Rocky Balboni, man. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite scene, and she's a man, man with man, 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 is when she, uh, she and her two best friends all decide that their lives would be better if their bosses were dead. So... <laughs> So they go to um, scout out Colin Farrell's house, and they find a, a bunch of cocaine before they wind up going to uh, Kevin Spacey's house. Now, when they go to Kevin Spacey's house, Amanda Bang is high off of her mind on the cocaine that she accidentally spilled on the rug. So Amanda Bang is sitting there in the car, playing Angry Birds, watching out while, uh, while uh, Jason Sudeikis and, and Jason Bateman are, are scoping out the house of Kevin, Kevin Spacey's character. So then Amanda Baines is listening to the Ting Tings and singing. She's in the car singing, My name is her. My name is Spacey. That's my name. That's my name. And she's just going nuts, all hopped up on the coke. And then... Uh, while she's there all hopped up on the bow, Kevin Spacey comes around and and uh, Amanda Baines 
throws a piece of plastic from a, a peanut butter candy bar out on the street, and then Kevin Spacey picks it up and says, how dare you litter on my street? And then Manny Defense was like, uh, I think what happened is, like, uh, the wind blew it away, and then Kevin Spacey starts flipping out, and then he can't breathe, and then he says, peanuts, peanuts, and Manny Defense is like, oh, peanuts, what do I do? And then Kevin Spacey points to this syringe that's in his ankle, in his sock, and then Amanda Defense says, oh, okay, what do I do with this? Okay, and then Amanda Defense stabs Kevin Spacey multiple times with this syringe so that he can stop having this allergy attack from the peanuts. And then uh, uh, Mrs., uh, Mrs. Phil Dunphy comes uh, riding in her car, and she comes out saying, Oh, my husband, my husband, you saved my husband's life. And then Kevin Spacey's like, Why are you hugging him? And Amanda Banks says, I just saved your life, man. How about that? And that is my favorite scene. She's my name. Amanda Banks. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. That was phenomenal. I love that. I love that. There was a whole lot of suspense in that whole performance. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yes, yours as well. All right. So, um, thank you so much, John Weeks, for uh, for sticking around uh, way later than usual tonight. I, I appreciate that to no end. Not a problem, and I appreciate. Your stories, man. It was a great night. I loved it. I will. I, I would have went all the way to midnight if you wanted to. <laughs> Next time, be careful what you say. Uh, I can think of no. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, "If it ain't showbiz, it ain't a fizz." Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, John Weeks, what are you gonna do with that thing? You're gonna burn it, churn it, and put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Just put it in your mouth. <laughs> All right. That is definitely a sign that we need to go. We'll be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, John Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Bob. Good night, Bob. Oh, 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 o